What's up everybody, Paul Hickey here with NoOffSeason.com. I'm happy collecting and I hope you are too. Now this year, I just got back into the hobby after a 30 year hiatus. And I found my old sports card collection and I wrote a book about my experience finding my old sports card collection called What to Do After You Find Your Old Sports Card Collection, The Middle-Aged Dude's Guide to Selling Old Sports Cards. I'd love it if you check out that book on Amazon. Go to nooffseason.com book for the quick link that takes you to the Amazon purchase page for the book. And today I'm going to break down a little bit of a snippet from the book and update it a little bit. And it's called How to Find Out What Your Cards Are Actually Worth While Avoiding Depression and Anxiety. And the reason being is because you're going to initially find your cards and you're gonna start Googling and seeing prices on eBay. You're gonna see the buy it now prices for some of these cards. And you have to understand that that doesn't necessarily mean that those are the prices that people are paying for the cards, but they're rather the prices that people are asking for the cards. The other huge thing is grading. And my how grading has changed just over the last few months since I released my book in April. It's now almost July and we've had Two of the major grading companies shut down and a couple of the other major grading companies, the competitors, change their services, change their prices, change their availability. It's just always a moving target now with grading. And so I kind of wanted to update that. So this first month after you find your old sports card collection is going to be filled with highs and lows. It's just like being a true fan of your hometown pro team or a fantasy owner on a playoff run. So let's talk about week one. I like to say prepare for price boners. The first thing you're gonna do, like I said, is Google the name, year, make, and model of each of your sports cards. And you're gonna find out some crazy prices. Um, when you go through your cards, you're gonna have a lot of cards, so just be careful. Um, you want to narrow things down so that you can use your time wisely. So pull out all rookie cards, all Hall of Famers, all-stars and any special cards or inserts like back in the day they were called league leaders, team leaders, record breakers, young guns. Uh, there were things like that. And just leave the hometown heroes, favorites, and team sets aside just because you're not going to have as much time for that and they're just not going to be worth as much money. Sure, you might want to sell them to a collector who's trying to collect, say, the Detroit Tigers from 1988. That's great, but those are not your big money cards. The most valuable is going to be the rookie cards. The second most valuable is going to be the second year and special cards of Hall of Famers only. And the third tier will be any of those special insert cards. Also, there were a lot of error cards back in the day. So if you know any of your cards are legit error cards, go ahead and include them in that first wave of cards that you're going to go through. This should narrow down the amount of Google searches that you have to make. I'm a big fan of opening up a G sheet, a Google spreadsheet, and tracking everything that you search for. This way you can revert back to your research when making your final selling decision. We'll dig more into that. For now, we're just researching. So you're gonna go to Google, and eBay, you'll see, pretty much dominates all the search results. That's not the only place to sell and buy cards. So it's not the end all be all, but it does have the most readily available data. There are some other websites, Market Movers app, Sports Card Investor, use the promo code no off season, all lowercase. If you sign up for Market Movers app, you can save 20%. There's also Card Ladder. There's all sorts of different 
websites that have information on sports card prices. You'll see prices vary for the same card from $1 all the way up to $6,000. So what the heck is going on? Your price boner might be getting a little soft because you're not sure exactly what's going on here. So I'm going to kind of break it down a little bit. All of these cards that you have, like Ken Griffey Jr., Frank Thomas, John Smoltz, Randy Johnson, David Robinson, Shaquille O'Neal rookies, uh, you got Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Cal Ripken Jr. cards. You might even have the infamous Billy Ripken fuckface card. Um, and the Pro Set John Taylor Extra Leg Appendage Era card, or even the Sam Vincent NBA Hoops card with Michael Jordan wearing number 12 on it. Those are all popular cards from the late 80s, early 90s, and you might be thinking you're about to cash in. But before you pull a Clark Griswold and say, we're putting in a pool, kids, I'm going to bring you back down to earth and prepare you for the blue balls. Don't put the payment down like Clark did, because you have to get these cards graded. And if you've never had these cards graded, chances are they're not going to be in the best condition. So PSA, the number one grading company as of this video, they're also shut down. They were not shut down when I wrote my book. They are now shut down. They open on July 1st, supposedly. But even when they open, they have supposedly a 15 to 20 million card backlog. So they're relatively out of the market at this point. So right before I wrote my book in Q1 of 2021, you had people sending in cards to PSA. That, that was sometimes 10xing their cards value. For vintage cards like we're talking about that you just found or modern vintage cards from the late 80s, early 90s, they're not gonna be in the best condition. They might be PSA sixes, sevens, or eights. So the PSA grading fee when they reopen is gonna be at least $25 a card for bulk submissions, if not way more than that. So you might not actually be able to profit from any of these cards if they're in mint or near mint condition seriously and very nicely centered. Then you can consider sending those cards into PSA, and maybe they'll be worth the hundreds or thousands of dollars that you're seeing in the prices on eBay. So you have to be very, very careful. Now, SGC is another great grading company that's kind of swooped in and taken a lot of the market share from the sports card industry right now. Collectors are sending their cards into SGC. So if you have a card that's in fairly decent condition and you want to send it to SGC now for $30 a card, I actually highly recommend you do that. If it's a rookie card of a Hall of Famer and it's in semi-decent condition, go to gosgc.com. That's their website. And check out how to get your cards graded with SGC. Submit a bulk submission. Put a little bit of investment in it and you can sell your cards on the secondary market for a profit if they're the rookie cards of Hall of Famers and they're in fairly decent condition. So we talked about price boners and then we talked a little bit about blue balls. And this reminds me of a Seinfeld episode called The Master of Your Domain. So you need to become the master of your domain. Now on Seinfeld, this obviously meant who could go the longest without pleasuring themselves. And that's obviously not what we're talking about here. But you can see the analogy when unpacking how to become the master of your own domain in sports card collecting, flipping and investing. We can apply the following principles to increasing the value of your sports cards and ultimately selling them for the maximum profit. So the same qualities that Jerry, Kramer, George, and Elaine needed in the infamous episode, you'll also need on this journey. Number one is self-control. Number two is self-awareness. And number three is patience. 
you're gonna have to be very selective about which cards you submit to a grading company. If you wanna submit to PSA, you're gonna have to be very patient. Because even if you can get a submission in, it's gonna take about a year to get them back. SGC, much faster, couple weeks turnaround time, probably won't sell as much on the secondary market, but you'll be able to wash, rinse, and repeat, get your cards back sooner, do something with them. At the end of the day though, these are your cards. Don't listen to all the chatter out there. I'm just here to try to help you be happy collecting. You'll see people out there saying, don't get this card graded, don't get that card graded. These are your cards, this is your money, this is your fulfillment, your enjoyment. At the end of the day, make your decisions. If you've got a beat up old 1986 Bruce Smith Topps rookie card that might grade as a PSA 4, and you wanna send it into PSA and wait 12 months to get it back, do it. Who am I or anyone else in the hobby to tell you otherwise? These are your cards. Make the decisions you want to make. But if you're concerned about making money selling sports cards, you might either want to sell them ungraded or get them graded with SGC and be super selective on the ones that you submit. I hope this video has helped you out. I'd love it if you subscribe to the channel and leave a comment below. I will reply. I'm Paul Hickey with NoOffSeason.com. I'm happy collecting, and I want you to be too. Thanks, and have a great day.